Story number one, Crossing the Bridge, written by the real Federal. One, Beatty dove forward and managed to grab a stick from under Sakura's paw. The golden retriever took off with a branch in his mouth, the Atkita chasing close behind. Sure, there were sticks everywhere, along with balls and squeaky toys, but it was always more fun to take something from someone else. He tore across the brilliant green grass before something caught his attention. Across the broad meadow, dogs, cats, and an amazing assortment of other animals were frozen, staring in the same direction. A young boy was running towards them with a breakneck pace that only a young could maintain. The great guardian of the bridge watched in amusement as the youngster ran past him. The child's worn sneakers were pounding down the beautiful multicolored bridge as he headed unerringly for his target. A shaggy dog with an indeterminate breed. The dog... Max, by name, ran straight to the boy, and they crashed together in a tangle of arms and paws. Their combined laughter and barks of joy carried across the field. Seeing that this wasn't, wasn't for them, most of the dogs looked at the wagging tails and smiles while the cats pretended indifference, twitching their tails in disappointment. Beatty watched as the two played an extended game of fetch, as Max guided the human towards the gate that led to heaven. He gave a sigh and glanced at the bridge, hoping, beyond hope, that his beloved Kenny would be coming soon. He saw, in the distance, Max and his human enter the Golden Gate. In a flash, Sakura snatched a stick from Beatty's mouth and sprinted away. Mani took a last look at the bridge before running after the swift Akita. 2. Although he didn't need sleep in this place, Bainey loved to lie in a sunbeam and nap on the soft, warm grass. His cat friends, Mittens and Ginger, were snuggled up against his belly when the strange thing happened. Crying. Crying from the bridge. But all knew that there was supposed to be no crying in this place, only the joy of reunion. Bailey came to his feet and watched the huge mess of people coming down the bridge all at once. The Guardian seemed stunned and was forced off the bridge to make some room for the people coming at once. The gathered animals were confused, and there were many whines and yells of joy as the pairs met with their loved ones. Bailey looked with concern at Ginger, who looked back and said, This many are not supposed to come at once. Something very bad must have happened. Too many humans dying at once. Bailey nodded as they watched their friend Mittens being rocked back by his human, and they heard the human say, They came from the skies, Mitt. They killed so many people. I don't know where Laurie is. I don't know where she is, he cried, as Mittens purred and gently rubbed his head against the human's face. The sticks and toys lay on the grass, ignored as a mass of animals waited near the bridge for their loved ones. The stream of humans coming turned into a river, and finally a flood as more and more of them came. Bailey watched the guardian, his huge golden mane twitching in agitation, observing the never-ending flood of humanity crossing the bridge, crying in pain, anger, and loss. Beatty startled as Sakura sat down next to him, body pressed against his, giving some comfort to both dogs. They kept watching, looking at the humans amid the masses. Sakura looked at him and whined, We should be down there with them, they are alone, and need us. Beatty looked up at him, tears in his soft eyes. But how? We're dead. There is nothing we can do. All we can do is wait for them to come to us.
three. Sakura heard sounding from the horns first, but it was Bailey who saw the pair coming from the heavenly gate towards the bridge. All the dogs started whining, their voices cried out, She comes! The queen comes! A human woman, dressed in deerskins, was walking alongside her. She looked like a massive wolf, but all the dogs knew her. The first. She walked with her human to the end of the bridge and looked up at the guardian, and a voice of infinite weariness. I am going back. The humans are in need. The guardian moved between her and the bridge and shook his head sadly. Not possible. Once crossed, there is no way back. Her voice growled out, I am going back because I must. They never needed us this much before. Without us, they may all die. Then this bridge, all this is gone. The guardian nodded. Even if you aren't able to go back, you certainly will not be able to return. She looked at the guardian. I was the first to join the humans. I was the one that forged the pack. When I died birthing my first litter, I thought my children would be dead soon after. But she... Looking at the human beside her, she raised my pups beside her own children. My legacy, my line continues because of her. Now her descendants and mine call out for help, and you expect me not to answer that call. She hunched her shoulders and her heckles raised. Mankind calls for us, guardian, so you will move out of the way, and you will do it now, or I will kill you where you stand. The guardian laughed. I would not dare to stop the mother of dogs. If you need me, I'll be resting on that sunbeam. The huge creature moved to the side and curled up in a large patch of sunlight. The huge wolf dog looked in Bailey's eyes. Will you join me, grandson? Bailey sunk to the ground with a game and a whine. But I'm supposed to wait here for Kenny. I'm supposed to meet her here. The queen looked at him and asked, What would you do for your human? He whined back, anything, anything. She nodded and looked over his shoulder at the sea of animals. Any of you who would give up all your tomorrows to help save a human, follow me. The human river parted and a huge wolf, a golden retriever and an akita sprinted down the bridge, followed by a sea of creatures that loved humans more than an infinite afterlife. Epilogue Dmitry Pavlochenko fired his AK-74 at the advancing Kriegen warrior, watching in frustration as his bullets deflected off its shielding. It was about to overrun what was left of his squad when it started flailing wildly, and its shield snapped off. He fired again and shredded the massive alien. He didn't see the ghostly ferret worming its way through the Kriegen power pack, after having chewed the wires to shreds. Later, Dmitri sat in a trench, calmly stroking his beloved Ivan, who had died years before. The ghostly ferret curled up around his hand, and although he knew this couldn't be real, he didn't care anymore. Siegfried Fischbacher scavenged through the remains of a supermarket, trying to find enough food for the refugees living at his home. He knew he was too old for this, but the others were too frightened to leave the house. He had gathered a huge backpack of cans and bottles while preserved in the dry Vegas air, and exited outside. He felt his stomach drop as he saw Kriegen troop carrier and a dozen warriors waiting for him, and he shook his head. I'm sorry, children. I tried. The lead warrior started to raise his weapon, 
when a huge, luminous tiger smashed into him from behind. The other warriors fired, but the beams passed straight through the big cat. A moment later, the tiger's teeth crunched into the neck of the alien, killing it instantly. The troops scrambled aboard the carrier the moment before the pack of tigers and lions followed them on board. Siegfried ignored the alien's screams as he walked home, escorted by a pack of his loved ones. Kelly Anderson was hungry and cold, so cold. She huddled, sleeping fitfully in the ruins of a cabin, waiting to freeze to death. She woke with the feeling of something warm and furry nestled against her. The dog pressed against her looked so much like her old baby it hurt. When he looked up at her and licked her nose, her heart almost broke. She froze and a huge black wolf entered the cabin. It looked at her and dropped the carcass of a sheep on the ground. Caddy thought that this must be a dream, as she was sure that the wolf smiled at her. The Kriegan commander screamed in rage as he looked down at Earth from the command ship. How are all my troops dying? This damned human should not be winning. Fine, prepare the Armageddon torpedoes. If we cannot have this planet, no one will. He heard a strange laugh behind him and turned in fury. Who is laugh? He saw a dozen strange creatures that all let out a laughing cackle before they opened their massive jaws and attacked. End of story number one.